Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and I just want to welcome you today. You know, on Obstruction to Justice, we talk about uh, all kinds of things, local events, uh, current events, relevant events, uh, politics, and of course, business. That's my favorite. And, you know, you can just chime in and just enjoy the conversation and whatever uh, you'd like to share and add to the conversation, feel free to do so. Because, you know, this is an open forum where we get a chance to do just that. Now, today, uh, we're not going to be long. Well, I always say that, but <laughs> it gets pretty interesting sometimes uh, as far as what we have to say. Huh? So what I do want to share today, now we're going to just talk about uh, young uh, African-Americans in the struggle. Hmm? So go ahead and chime in and join the chat um, if you'd like. And, you know, young African-Americans in the struggle, that right there... <laughs> That right there, it really does enlighten my heart. It, it makes me happy. And the fact to know that there is a generation that's that's uh, coming along, it's not all about the challenges uh, that we face and when it comes to uh, uh, the issues that we know we have in America, when it comes to race and ethnicity and race relations and uh all of that, you know, we tend to hear a lot about what uh, the the negative part about what young African Americans are doing. We tend to hear about that. Well, big shout out to Simone Biles. Woo, girl, you go. I she is a the athletic gymnast uh, uh, of this time. She is an African American young lady that is doing big things in the gymnastics arena. And she's headed to, to the uh, Olympics, they say. So we're excited for her and big ups to her and what she's doing, which is another example of African-Americans doing uh, positive things. Now, there is hope. You know, we can hear about all of the negative things that are going on. And yes, we should hear about them so that we can um, pray. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I did it again. I, I let the cat out of the bag. I am definitely a Christian and I don't believe in living this life without Christ, without God. I believe that he is the author and finisher of my faith, of our faith, what, what he started. And that's mankind. He has made a way to finish victoriously in him. So, I mean, I, I just know that, right? Um, so what we do when we're hearing, when we're hearing the, the negative things that go on in society, it's a, it's a sad thing. Of course it is. Um, we uh, just heard today too. Uh, well, yesterday there was a situation and let me just go ahead and share that article. Uh, let's see. Let me share that article. A uh, situation of where there were four people in the Kansas City, greater Kansas City area that were killed. Yeah. Uh, police identify four people, including two teens, uh, after deadly Tuesday afternoon. And I'm going to take a look at this here. I'm going to go ahead and share this. Yeah. So it's, it was not a good day Tuesday, uh, which was yesterday. Not a good day. Very, very sad day um, because of the, the deaths, uh, unnecessary deaths of human beings. Right. And uh, this article here, courtesy of the 
see, KNBC 9 News staff wrote this article. And there, there are articles out there in, um, on the, the Internet that uh, looks like it was updated today at uh, 4.07 p.m. Uh, but uh, there's a newsreel out there that uh, you can check out, too. But the issue that, that I'm saying, yeah, this is, this is not good. Hmm? Of course it isn't. It's sad. It's, it's, it's painful. It's painful. And we want to extend our prayers to the families that are going through this devastation of loss. And these weren't just uh, older people, you know, like myself, these two of these were teenagers. And from what I read in the article, these homicides, these murders were, uh, teenagers just living their life. They were just walking. And it was in the afternoon that these happened, which to me sounds like code for whoever, whoever did this, these unnecessary killings just were, they were either challenged to do it. It sounds, it sounds and looks like some type of initiation, the cause of why they would do it. Uh, the shooting was reported, looks like there in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, police said one person was fatally shot at Independence Avenue near, near Bales Avenue. The shooting was reported about 1.30 p.m. Investigators say a male shooter approached the victim and opened fire before leaving. Why? Why? What is it about the guns? Now, um, we're going to kind of fast forward a little bit and, and I'll be able to share what, what I've been just, just um, trying to, to make sense of, there is no sense. There's no making sense in it, but trying to, to hold on and, and hold fast to that. There is a solution right there. There is, there is a solution. And number one, we, we're going to call it for what it is. Number one, it's prayer. So we need to continue to pray to our heavenly father for our city, pray for our city, the greater Kansas city, Missouri area, pray for the states of Kansas, the state of, uh, and Missouri that pray for our nation. We need to continue to pray. If my people the book of Isaiah says, which who are called by my name, uh, will will humble themselves and pray and, and seek my face. The Lord says, hmm? then he said, he'll hear from heaven. Huh? The second Chronicles seven. Hmm? If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. He says that he'll forgive the sin and he'll heal the land. This is second Chronicles seven and 14. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for that scripture because I was looking to, to share scripture. There's always an answer. There's always an answer in the word of God. Uh, and, and here's the thing, uh, pray. Well, prayer, there's power in it. Huh? Who are we praying to? What do we have to do to pray effectively? Let's humble ourselves, pray huh? and seek his face. So it, maybe it's not just going through the motion of prayer or having the prayer visual, vigil, but after we come from the different prayer vigils to seek God's face. And, and then he also gives the solution of turning from the wicked ways. You know, there's, there's a, a whole month celebration that's going on right now uh, for uh, a group of people that uh, try to attach themselves to the struggle of African-Americans in this country. Well, I always say people have a choice when it comes to their decision and who they'd like to share their life with or be hmm, in, in uh, relations, <laughs> who they want to be with or, or whatever. They have that choice, but I don't have a choice when it comes to being African-American 
there's a struggle there. Hmm? I, I'm who I am. So in, in the rights, uh, when it comes to civil rights, there is a separation of understanding the real true struggle. But then there's a uni unified struggle for every human being to uh, renew their minds, to know the truth and to uh, study the truth and to seek the truth of God and then desire to be set free. You have to want to be set free. Huh? So in that, that right there is, is really what we're dealing with is that there is bondage in, in people's minds. What is the solution is not a gun. If, if you're walking, how in the world can a uh, person who's walking down the street, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? The shooter approached the victim and opened fire before leaving. Hmm? On Wednesday, uh, the police uh, identified the victim in this incident uh, as a 52-year-old person. Hmm? Okay, on the, on the city's south side, police said a 15-year-old was shot and killed at Sycamore Park. Now, this is south side. Now, we've had, I've actually logged in to some of the discussion on uh, what can be done when it comes to violence, gun violence, especially in the black community. Uh, Mayor Quentin Lucas, big shout outs to you, Quentin Lucas. He was all, he's participated in all of the, all of them that have uh, been hosted uh, online as uh, Zoom meetings, uh, organizations coming together and, and all of the those that are in charge of, of working with the communities to keep them safe. They were there. They were represented there. They spoke. They talked about some things that they were doing. Okay. So this is another shooting on the South side. And this happened about 2.30 PM. Well, what happens at 2.30 PM? Kids are out of school and it says that there, there were families and children. This happened in a park. So People are just trying to live and here, here, they're having to, to duck bullets. All right. The victim uh, is in this incident has been identified as a 15 year old and the name is out there. Okay. So there's just in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, here's another one. Police said a teenager was walking in the 6600 block of Cleveland Avenue near Hazel Grove Elementary around noon when he was shot. Now, this was all on a Tuesday, on yesterday. What in the world? During a time when people should be at work or busying themselves with, with life and in the circumstances of what we do, we work, we are productive citizens. The teen was taken to the hospital but died a short time later. He was a 15-year-old. Yeah. And this, these were two, it doesn't matter, male or female, they were lives, but two black men, uh, just two, two, two young men that could have grown up to be black fathers and, and husbands and productive citizens. It, it's just, what do we do? What do we do? And of course, we have to hold on to the bloodstained banner of Christ to continue on into prayer, to pray, seek his face. It, you know, there's more to it than just saying just the prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. You know, that's a good start, huh? But then to seek his face. So we have to continue to trust in the Lord and seek his face. And that that will, will bring us through. You know, the enemy is, and we know who the enemy is. It's not... Um, it, the enemy is uh, Satan. We live in a fallen world, a fallen society, a fallen mindset. Our minds are not renewed. When you are apart from Christ, your mind is not renewed. It's in a fallen state and it's subject to all of what goes on in the world, which is what we see, violence and sin and, and things that are, that are destructive. So, that's where we live in this world, but 
we know that there is an overcomer that Christ overcame. And whereas we still live in a fallen world and things will happen, we know that uh, we can stay the hand of the enemy. We can prevail to where maybe things that all things that could happen won't happen because we are on guard in prayer. Ha, huh, that's that's what I'm saying here. So that's uh, that's kind of what went on there yesterday. We had a very bad Tuesday in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area, and it was very disappointing. So we'll keep those families up in prayer. Now here we're dealing with gun gun violence and, you know, the issue of whether or not uh, we defund the police. There's And what's going on here in the greater Kansas City, the Kansas City mayor has has uh, requested part of the funding for the police department to be taken and set aside and develop uh, training and uh, the different types of training to allow for those that are in law enforcement to be more sensitive to what's going on in the community, because that's not this shooting here have these two, four shootings here happened by unknown suspects, but there's another shooting that happened in March and there's a lot going on. And that was by the police themselves, which some are saying it looked like an execution style by the police. So it it's horrible. It's just, it's horrible. It's traumatizing to even think it's scary to even think that these things are going on in our world. And that right there, even though it's horrible and it's traumatizing, we still have to keep a sound conscious mind about what's going on so that we can do something about it. Yeah. I mean, if we dull our senses, that's one of the reasons why I'm just not into illicit drugs of any sort. I don't care if they're legal. I don't care if they're prescription drugs uh, prescribed by a doctor. I don't care if it's legal marijuana, you know, any of that. I, 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 I don't go along with that because it, it numbs the senses uh, marijuana uh, back in the day. Okay. Well, you know, we all, all, we haven't been saved forever. I haven't been a Christian all my life, but back in the day, that was the normal thing to do. But, you know, I started realizing I'm like, look, what the heck I need my brain. I, I need to be able to think <laughs> I need to be able to, to reason. I need to be able to operate. And, you know, of course, what I, what I do with my life and, you know, my businesses and the things that I'm choosing to do, you know, community organizations and just being that grandmother, you know, I, I don't want my senses dulled. Now I know that people are, are hooked on drugs and, and things, and they have the challenges to of dealing with it and trying to kick the habit and, and everything. There's a, there are things that we do in life that are addictive and drugs are addictive and alcohol is another one, but we need our minds. We need our minds. And one thing that um, I appreciate about God and his word, yeah, I'm going to stand on this soapbox for a while here because one thing that I appreciate about God and his word is that his word says that it renews our mind. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to kick something aside, kick it to the curb when I know that if I read it, it's going to renew my mind. It's going to give me peace to know what to do, some solutions to peace, to know that he's, he's in control of this and peace to overcome. Yeah. So it's just a very sad time here. And we're just going to keep those families up in prayer. Another now, here's what I had um, been looking at, and I want to take a look. Oh, I'm going to go out here, and there's a, a gentleman that, um, I'm not going to slam anyone, anyone that's doing something, at least it's an effort, but there is a brother that just, I mean, he just, 
one 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 end he he sounds like he's doing good and then on the next another end he's he's just sounds like a jerk you know and it just sounds like he's not compassionate or understanding or or anything you, you have to be able to uh encourage you don't you, you don't just you know, kill someone, you know, when it comes to you, even using your words and challenge, you know, the effort of uh, doing something positive. And, and one of his, one of his broadcasts here, he met with, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go over here and take a look. He met with a brother that is doing big things here. He is, his name is King Randall. And that's his name. And he's the founder of the X-Boys. And I can't play the whole clip, but if you go out there on on YouTube and, you know, this is just gonna, I, I don't know if he's being a shock jock, but it, I watched the, um, the, the interview and it was just, it was just look at him, you know, that's what he did. And then this brother, I was so proud of him, this brother King, that he held his composure. He held and stood his ground and, you know, he's young, See, he's 21. Yeah, he's young and he's doing something very positive in his community. And for him to even take on the challenge of uh, Frumpty Dumpty Roland uh, Martin, I think that that just said so much. And it encouraged me that even though there's tragedy going on in the communities, the African-American communities, there are young people that are rising to the occasion to overcome. Now, it would be great if this young man was a, uh, any, any type of whatever, athlete, scientist, you know, all of those great things that would benefit him alone. It would be a great thing. One person, and of course he would influence, his life would influence others. That would be great. But this young man is, uh, he is influencing other young lives way more than just his and directly influencing them. Okay. So I'm going to stop sharing that when you guys can go out there. It's, it says it's not, not your fight. Roland grapples with black conservative over voting Virginia voter suppression. No, that's not really what he was talking about. He wanted this young man to talk about one issue. Okay. And the young man said, okay, I understand what you're saying, Mr. Martin, but that one issue of voter suppression is not going to solve our problems here. Okay. So he wanted to talk about the one issue and wanted to twist this young man's arm and browbeat him because this young man did not go along with what he was saying. And the truth of the matter is voter suppression and what's going on as far as the Georgia vote and the uh, all of the different uh, laws that are going on down there and voter suppression. Okay. All right. Well, it's happening. But this young man decided to overcome that by looking higher. Hmm? Looking, looking higher than, okay, this is what's going on here. But his fight was different. Now, that's another thing too. Every one of us has a different fight, even though we are a community. Okay. There's so much to be said about what's going on in our communities that we can't just all go over here and work with voter suppression and then uh, we're all fighting over here, but then the enemy is also uh, over here when it comes to police brutality and, and gang and uh, uh, terrorism in the streets. Huh? Yeah. So there's so much to deal with that we can't all agree. Well, we can't all move to fight just that one fight. So if this young man is into let's fight 
these are these are the things that I'm focused on. And we're going to go over to his website here and take a look in a second. These are the things that that I feel uh, empowered to do. And I have a voice I feel gifted to do. Let him do it. Yes, there's the fight there. There's a warrior on that battlefield. Okay, Roland Martin, you be on your battlefield. But don't uh, browbeat the young man. He is a conservative. And you know what? Guess who else is too? You better believe it. Hmm? And for for more reasons than one. But whether I'm I'm not uh, per se a Republican, and I'm not per se a Democrat, but I am a conservative. To me, it's just like, okay, well, it doesn't matter which party you're dealing with. Do you want it in the head or do you want it in the gut? <laughs> They're all bugs to me, right? But the fact is, is that there's a a, a thought of, of conservatism and that's okay. And that's kind of what I stand on too. And this young man, points that out and stands his ground. All right. So just because Roland Martin, you know, he's out there doing something, I'm not knocking all of what he does. No, but I will say that you can't, and I'm so proud of this young man. He stood his ground in what he was able to stand up for and what, what his focus is right? He stood his ground. He wasn't going to bow down to (laughs) these words by this threatening person who to me seems like a jerk most times. Anyway, I think that that's probably why people listen to him because he is a jerk. Oh, did he say that? Oh, well, you know, you can, you can be a shock jock all you want. Uh, But let's, let's also have some compassion and some understanding and some guidance and, and, um, uh, constructive, constructive guidance, right? That not just tearing people down. So anyway, that's out there on the YouTube. He's got quite a few views and I'm not a hater, certainly not. But um, I will say that I'm very proud of this young man of what he's doing. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and stop that. Now, this is the website that I'm talking about uh, where this young brother is uh, working and doing what he's called to do. (laughs) Woo, that is super. Just the thought, even to to say that, even to think that. It's called the X for Boys. Um, The xforboys.org website. Oh, wow. Look at this. Okay, the X for Boys website, uh, the xforboys.org. Now, here he is, um, King, this young man that I was talking about. He's here, and it says, Making Men Great Again. <laughs> Making Men Great Again, the X for Boys. And it's the summer 2021. And it is, it has a, this website has a picture of, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten brothers that are wearing red t-shirts that have uh, big boy faith on them. Hashtag big boy faith. And it has an X on it. Ah, great. Wonderful. And all there, there's a picture out here where, now they're dressed up in their suit and ties. Yeah, so uh, looking uh, like they're about ready to handle some business. Very professional. All right, and there's some interviews out here too. And it talks about the founder, King Randall the first. Is uh, the leader. He's a teacher and a guide, and he founded the X for Boys in January 2019. So there's other some other testimonies out there. I'm sure you can find them on YouTube as well. And he's had some great interviews. Uh, looks like he's had uh, some news interviews. And this, uh, he's working out of this, this uh, organization is working out of Georgia, not of Georgia, the state of Georgia. And it says uh, he, it looks like he has a summer camp that empowers Albany teens to prosper in life. Duh! Isn't that wonderful? 
-hmm. prosper in life. And they have workshops. They're working on cars. There was one uh, newsreel or, or article that I read where they're also learning how to work on carpentry. They're building a 500 square foot tiny house. <laughs> Those tiny houses, you guys watch that tiny house show. I watched that tiny house broadcast uh, on TV and I, that's just one of my favorite shows, you know, tiny house, you have a great tiny house built in what, 30 minutes <laughs> or an hour, but they're, look, they're building tiny houses. Now it looks like they're, they had some, uh, rifles there, but you know, that those look like you're getting ready to go hunting. Now I big shout out to my, my cousin. I have a cousin, Lyndon Bain, Lyndon Bain, huh? Big shout out to you. And he's in Alabama. Those Southerners, they know how to hunt. That brother knows how to hunt. He knows how to fish. Hmm? So that's what those are. Those firearms are for that. Hmm? Those are real firearms. If you want to know how to, you want to shoot something, shoot a deer, uh, shoot a bear, shoot something that you can eat and skin and you know how to uh, package up and you fed your your family for the winter, something like that. See, that's the kind of shooting that that uh, people need to do to know how to do that. Don't shoot a human being, a, a frail human being. That's too easy. Folks are just not cool with that. Hmm? Shoot something that where you can eat it and and skin it or whatever. If you're into and me into meat, I mean, I'm a I'm not all vegan, no, you know, but do that. And this is uh, where these are pictures where they are working on learning how to work on cars. You know, shout out to my son too. <laughs> he knows who he is. I'm trying to get him on a broadcast, but my son, I was a single mother and. I had my son with me for all the hard stuff. If I had to get under the hood of my car, I fixed my transmission one time back in the day when my kids were very small and I had to get to school. I was trying to get an education to do better for my children, make you know, get a better job. And I needed to go to class. And my, my transmission was pouring out. The transmission fluid was pouring out. And I took a coat hanger. Yes, I did. And went down there and pulled that joint where it was leaking from, pulled that point coat hanger and anchored it down to where I stopped that link at leak. And somehow, somehow that coat hanger held on until I got rid of that car. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I had my son there with me for all of the hard stuff. If it was anything that I had to do that was a manly thing to do, I would put on my army boots. I had, I don't know where I got these army boots from. I think I inherited them. <laughs> but I would put on my army boots so I could be stable. And I would put on my hat, you know, whatever, so I wouldn't get my hair all dirty, whatever. Put on, yeah, there's a reason why I wear bandanas, huh? Those bandanas remind me that I had to cover my brow, huh? The sweat thing is keep from being dirty and let's get some work done. But I would take him with me. And he, while I was trying to figure it out, he was, he was learning. And to this day, that young man can fix a car. <laughs> he could, he's into computers. He's into all kinds of things that are productive productive and can that can bless his family bless himself and bless his family so that's what we do and this is a mentorship program where you bring brothers young bro brothers together young brothers together and teach them how to solve problems and when you're teaching them how to solve a problem you don't have to worry about them trying to solve the problem on their own, being ignorant and trying to use a gun to do it. That's just downright ignorant. And uh, that it just doesn't make any sense 
And this is what this young man is doing. Big ups, big shout out to the xforboys.org organization. Making men great again. What a great slogan. See what that's been that took that conservative, that conservativism slogan and turned it around into a positive, uh, positive slogan that is easily, easily remembered, you know, because, you know, we know who made that, that statement famous, Mr. Donald Trump. And yeah, he got a lot of flack for it. And we know what he may, what he said, but he meant maybe he didn't mean what they said he meant. Maybe he did, but it doesn't matter. And see, this is what this brother was saying. Doesn't matter. He's going to take and take the slogans, take the, uh, and fight the battle where he can, where he can win. And he's young. This man is, I don't think he's 20. I think he's 21, <laughs> 21 years old. Oh, wow. Wowzer, wowzer. Just an exciting, exciting life and exciting time, even though it's a very tragic and sad time. Just, you know, your feelings just kind of up and down with it. Now, I'm not one to, um, I love my black history. And I say my black history because I'm an African American too. So, I love all kinds of history. I, I mean, I love Chinese history. Those movies are just, it's just wonderful and fascinating. That old rich culture of China, thousands of years old. Yeah, very intriguing. And I love African-American history as well. Uh, the history that, especially the history that I can relate to because I was around during that time. Let me, uh, let me show this here. There is, was a young man. He's, he's not with us anymore. He was very, um, he was young when he was murdered by the police in Chicago. Uh, I'm going to share this here. Now this is uh, Wikipedia and Wikipedia, you have to kind of watch what's out there because people do have an opportunity to go out and edit some things. And maybe it's right. Maybe it's not. But I do source um, my information from various resources, not just out here. But it had a great um, overview of of uh, Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton, Frederick Allen Hampton, and he was born in August uh, of 1948, was an uh, American activist, Marxist, Leninist, and revolutionary socialist. Okay, he came to prominence in Chicago as chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party and deputy chairman of the National Black Panther Party. In this capacity, he founded the anti-racist, anti-class Rainbow Coalition. And we remember the Rainbow Coalition. Uh, there was another man that picked that up, the, the Rainbow Coalition, and he was probably there with them, of course, um, a prominent multicultural political organization that initially included the Black Panthers, Young Patriots, which uh, organized poor whites, and the Young Lords, which organized Hispanics, and an alliance among major Chicago street gangs to help them end infighting and work for social change. Hampton considered fascism the greatest threat, saying nothing is more important than stopping fascism because fascism will stop us all. And he was a young man. He was another 21-year-old. Hmm. He was 21. He was born in August 1948, and he was killed, murdered by the police. Assassination. Assassinated by the police on December 4th, 1969, at age 21. Now, why do I bring him up? Here's another even though I don't agree with his tactics, I, and I didn't, I don't agree with the tactics that they used because they were futile. Mm. You can't 
fight uh, fire with fire. Uh, I would say you, you, the arms, this is why uh, taking up arms against someone who has more guns, more arms than you, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, I, I believe that if he had lived longer, he would have um, even understood and maybe grown into um, not a Marxist Leninist, Leninist, Leninist uh, or revolutionary socialist. He would have grown into uh, someone that was more matured and well-rounded to understand what all of the pieces of what those ideas encompass. So we, we only get parts of things and understand, and then we want to take and run with them. Well, I understand that even at that time, black men, black people were getting killed by the police and the black Panther party was organized to say, okay, you can't do this. If I have to arm myself to protect myself, I will. And they did. They also had wonderful social programs because during that time, children were going to school hungry. So how can you learn if you're, if you're hungry, you know, you just don't have the energy. So they had breakfast programs and they taught uh, the children to, to be proud of who they were. So they had a lot of positive, wonderful, good programs and and ideas going on. Uh, but what happened, of course, was that negative part, that that part that they just, you, you know, I, I believe in the nonviolent movement and where Dr. Martin Luther King uh, supported the nonviolent movement. You can move a little farther. Now, not all of us got a chance to move a little farther because even being nonviolent, Martin Luther King, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, was assassinated too. So, uh, but you can move a little farther and not take so many with you when it comes to when it's your time to go in that way, when it's your, when it's not your time to go, but prematurely you're murdered, right? Uh, there is still uh, what he, they did, what Frederick uh, Fred Hampton did as he brought together all of these coalitions, he, the Rainbow Coalition, the multicultural organizations that included the Black Panthers, uh, Young Patriots, Young Lords, and, and Chicago Street Gang. See, I believe that what happened yesterday had to involve some type of organized, some type of gang, somebody tripping and crazy going around shooting people, right? Two young Black men did right? Two teenagers, whether black or white, doesn't matter. Uh, why would you threaten to shoot people and do it? That's just crazy. But here, uh, he got people together to come together and, and to stop fa fascism. Now, you know, fascism is a, is a terrible thing. Do some study about it on your own. We may look into it a little later on. Uh, different um, thoughts, uh, what being a socialist is and I think we even mentioned that we talked about that a few weeks ago, what being a, what fascist governments and uh, the Republic capitalist, capitalistic government that we have looking into different governments. All right. Well, this is what happened. And the, the story and the historical account, this African-American history, uh, again, here's another young person doing something, uh, what he did, I didn't agree with all of what he did, but on the other side of that, I do understand. And that right there says something that, that uh, there was a movement by young people. We don't want to squash young people. Don't squash your thought process with drugs. Don't squash your thought process with alcohol or with overindulging in entertainment. I said it, huh? Those video games, you so, uh, uh, or even work, workaholics like myself. See, I'm, <laughs> come on, we can all get caught up, right? Don't overindulge in something to where you don't have time to think. 
You don't have time to rejuvenate your life. You don't have time to consider and to read what's going on. Speaking of reading, uh, you know, I'm finished here and looking at this, uh, this great book here, My Legacy Experience, How My Mother's Life Prepared Me for Her Death. And that's, that was, it's a great story. And also practical things to do in preparing for uh, the lifespan, the lifespan of a loved one. I'm also enjoying the pictures in this book, uh, Black Black Baseball in Kansas City. Yeah, I love history and the pictures and the intriguing stories that it's telling too. It tells a story of one of the uh, famous black, uh, black baseball players. He was there and he played baseball and, and worked his way up and, and went to college and got a degree in pharmacy and then was a pharmacist. So he went from being playing on the black uh, baseball league to uh, being in school and college, graduating as a pharmacist, working as a pharmacist. And then guess what happens? He gets killed shot and killed in the pharmacy. My goodness. And this was in the the 20s, 30s, right? 40s, maybe even 50s in that, but in the black community, in the, uh, it was in our greater Kansas City area community. So history says something. History says something, but it says even the more to the young people. There are other young people and there has been a historical record of young people doing things and having a voice for the cause. Don't stop. Don't stop. But the proper perspective is in order. That's why the enlightened understanding of how to fight and what to do to fight, what to do for the communities that's going to overcome, we shall overcome. They used to say today, uh, someday, but I used to ask, well, why not today? Well, you can overcome today here. Enlighten and renew your mind. Yeah, stay away from the drugs, alcohol, those things that are going to to keep you in a stupor. I'm just so high. I can't do nothing. Or I'm, I'm just so amped up and I'm just so into this video game or whatever. And you're not writing code for your own video game. You're not doing something that's going to, to, uh, give you, give you a a financial security or uh, something that's going to help you in the long run. You're just being a consumer, just having it munch up your time and your money and thoughts and what you could use your brain for. There's always a, uh, that's kind of what microeconomics is about. I'm going to buy this, but at what price? Uh, At the price of sacrificing something else, right? And your time is one of the most precious things, if not the precious things beside your soul there that we have our time. If I'm going to do this I'm with my time and if whatever I do with my time, it's going to take away from what I could be doing with my time. So we should look at it like that. That's what helps me along. Okay. So we looked at the ex-boys, exforboys.org. Uh, we talked about Fred Hampton and, uh, He's uh, in the Wikipedia that uh, let's let me just share that movie. The uh, actors in the movie, they're there, too, in this movie that uh, about Fred Hampton. So that's kind of where I'm going with this, too. Uh, The movie. Let's see. Yeah. The movie Judas and the Black Messiah. Now, certainly. this uh, movie, it doesn't tell all of the story in the way that it, you know, it's, it's Hollywood, right? And they could tell some, but it did, it did okay. It was very vulgar, you know, so the language on the language meter, it's it rated R movie. Uh, one thing I noticed in the movie, uh, you know, back in the day, everybody smoked it seemed like. So it seemed like everyone had a cigarette. I don't know what that's about, but I think we're kind of even, it's kind of ironic that when we're talking about liberation, uh, 
and enslavement to be free from being a slave. There's a slave mentality. Even when you do something, those cigarettes, uh, what are they doing for you? Right. Uh, I, I, you know, had a Marlboro or two back in the day, but what, why did I have the Marlboro? It seemed like everyone else was having a Marlboro. So I had one. I didn't smoke cools. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, but the thing about the mar uh, the cigarettes, it's taking away money that you could be using for something else uh, to be more productive so that you can get a lot farther along in life. You're using it to go up and smoke. And then the time it takes to smoke a cigarette. Oh, goodness. So it seemed like that was kind of what I saw in the movie. You know, the, the time frame. It's ironic. You're fighting for a struggle, of course, a very meaningful and important, truthful struggle uh, for liberation and freedom and the right to be human and be human and black and stay alive in the American society. Mm, very real. Uh, but then there are other little quirky struggles that we deal with. This fast food is another one. Uh, I don't know what the solution is. Get a lunch bag, get a lunch box. I try that. I put fruit and things in it. If I know I'm going to be away, that seems to help me if I have time. Right. But, you know, stay away from the fast food because I know it's not healthy. And of course, it's poison. A lot of what we deal with because of it, you know, the diet not being good. So those little quirky things that hold us back and these young people uh, playing the role, uh, the actors in the movie, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. So I watched it. I listened through all of the profanity and issues uh, there. I did. And I listened. I tried to, you know, that's kind of what we do. We're as Christians, we don't, we don't judge. We just let speak the word and live the truth. And that just judges in itself. Yeah. So then there's a comparison that people get to look at our lives and see, Hey, well, you know, why is their life better? Even though they're dealing with the same types of issues, they're handling it better. And they have the solutions that, that they're walking and, and working through. And why is their life a little better in that way? The real life, not the fantasy life. And that's, I think, another hindrance to our society and young people, too. They, they we get into and not just young, but we get into what's going on in the social media aspect. So what's going on in Facebook? You know, and they, people are posing for the different pictures and doing certain things to make themselves look as though life is great. Life is life. <laughs> sometimes it's going to be great. Sometimes it's going to be crappy, but it's life. And I think the reality is, is that once we dial in to the truth of what life is and not try to make up a fantasy uh, of life, then we can uh, be that much closer to being uh, grounded so that we can come up with solutions and of course, discipline so that we can, um, so that we can overcome the different personal struggles and therefore overcoming the community struggles of a society. All right. One more thing I want to see here. I want to look at, uh, the, uh, yeah, let me just share this. So I'm going to share uh, that Kwanzaa. Now I'm going <laughs> to kind of stay on too. Hey, good evening. Good evening, Risa. Good evening, Risa Singleton. Wow, she says, yes, thank you for joining. I'm going to share this um, this little slide. And I think I'm going to, this, I've been dealing with Kwanzaa. That's something else I've been looking into because people are saying, and I'm about done because I'm about out of time here. Uh, people don't really want to, uh, they don't like, uh, what is it, organized religion. How many times do I hear that? I hear it a lot, especially in my week, because why I hear it? Because I talk to a lot of people and I do encourage people to, uh, to, uh, you know, to think about their personal relationship with Christ. 
I do. <laughs> I, I'm on my job. I, I love the Lord and I want others to, to get to know him so that they can build that relationship too. But um, when it comes to Kwanzaa, what, uh, what I like about it is that there is a, a unifying, if you don't want to, to just memorize the scripture, then you can mem memorize a w the words or the names here. Umoja means unity. So if we're looking at Umoja, U-M-O-J-A, it means unity in Swahili. Now, I might be taking me some Swahili lessons pretty soon. I might want to be doing that. But it's the same thing in that when you mention and think of unity, it's the thought and the understanding of what unity is, has already been outlined for us in the word of God. So as believers, we don't have to be shy about uh, embracing and communicating on a level of certainty when it comes to what is uh, the world needs, right? Or what they'll accept. We can challenge anything that they say and back it up with the truth of the word of God. So uh, moja means unity. So we can look at the um, uh, Ephesians 4 and 3, maintain the unity of the Holy Spirit. Make every effort to keep the oneness of the spirit and the bond of peace, each individual working together to make the whole successful. So, I mean, if we get into that, that's something. Kunji Changalia, we went over that last week, and that means self-determination. Uh, this principle refers to defining, naming, creating, and speaking for oneself. And that's something that this young brother, King, wow, he, he just did that. He did that. Go out there and see that interview with him. and and. Um, that I spoke about earlier in the broadcast here, he did that. He wasn't going to be dismayed or detoured or, or um, made to feel small because of one person's opinion. <laughs> this is about self-determination. My struggle, I, I have to save myself in it first. It, the struggle, it means that I need to liberate me. I need to liberate my mind. And then what I see I can see others around me that could use the same liberation. There's some chains on their minds that I can help with. So it's more than just voting and this old dead hat of let's move on, guys, when it comes to voter suppression laws that they set up. It's going to be a whole lot of laws. Fight that battle. Go ahead and do it. But uh, let's work on some other things, too. So Kunji Changalia. And let's see. Oh, here's a great one. Second Chronicles 2017. You will not have to fight this battle. This is God talking. Take up your position, stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. And well, this is Moses to the people, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. All right. So there's a promise right there. That's out of the Bible, guys. The Bible. B -b -b yes, I said it. The Bible. The Holy Scriptures. U Ujima translated as collective work and responsibility. We all have collective work. We all have a respons responsibility. Collective work. So you do your work. You do your work. This person does their work. And then they, they, we come together and it works into uh, the responsibility for the embetterment of the community to build and maintain our community together and make our brothers and sisters problems, our problems and to solve them together. That's what Karinga writes. And uh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Romans 15, five. I have something there. Now may the God who gives endurance and who supplies encouragement grant that you be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus. And there's the key, guys. There is the key, is that it has to be within the truth of the word of God. Okay, I'm over time. I'm over time. But you be, you be encouraged. You be encouraged. And keep me in your prayers. Pray for me as I pray for you. And I am praying. And uh, hang in there. Hang in there. 
And uh, of course, if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time. Justice. 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 Justice.